Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, what a weekend it was in the world of sports. And man, are we happy to talk about it. Welcome to Gwen and Chris on a Monday afternoon. Kicking off a big week here with Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Uh, I, I have been chomping at the bit to get on the air today, guys, and talk about everything that happened. And I think before I get to that, I have to, you know, I have to throw out big congratulations. What can I say? To Matthew Pavon. <laughs> what a performance this guy turned in at the Farmers Insurance Open on Saturday. Tony, I'm sure you were there. You watched it. Drained a twisting 10-foot putt on 18 to win his first ever PGA Tour championship. Yeah. I mean, what, what Matt was able to do... Wasn't that something? was phenomenal. Wasn't that... All right, fine. I know. You don't want to talk about that. Uh, you want to talk about what happened in San Francisco. So let's do that. What a performance by LeBron James. Killed Saturday it. night. Killed it. Unbelievable. Out... Did Steph Curry's 46-point game in a thrilling double-overtime NBA instant classic. The Lakers beat the Warriors. Tony, how about it? I mean, that old man LeBron James. Was that the performance of the weekend I mean, or what? It was easily the performance huh? of the weekend. The half-court bounce pass right on the Insane. money. Unbelievable. Stuff we will never forget ever in the Bay Area this weekend. That was awesome. All right, you don't want to talk about either of those things. You want to talk about football, so let's talk about football. Tony, Patrick Mahomes bang, bang, does it again. Not yet, buddy. Wait, Not what? Yet. What was that for? Not yet, I don't buddy. even understand what that was for. <laughs> bang, bang, <laughs> Just going to keep playing it. Just going to keep playing it. Patrick Mahomes is headed back to the Super Bowl, Tony. Yes, I think that was is. the big story of the NFL championship weekend. Another great performance by Andy Reid. Beautiful coaching job to shut down Lamar Jackson and the powerhouse Ravens and yeah. Taylor Swift and everybody is headed to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. I, I couldn't feel any better about that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> you and a bunch of other people are probably sick to your stomach. A, because the Chiefs, not because of the Chiefs, because Taylor Swift is going to be yes, featured front and center in this uh, Super Bowl. But what a great championship weekend. And, yeah. it, and I don't know that it went to script other than maybe the end uh, in terms of how those games were played. 
I don't think it was scripted by any means. No, nobody expected it to go the way it did. And no. uh, I, I, fin- I didn't see what happened at the very end. What are you talking about? You mean at the end of the second game? I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying generally the I second missed that. game. Like, what happened? Who won the other game? I, well, I yeah. figured once the oh, Chiefs got in. Today. We're doing this <laughs> I figured he once fooled the, me again. There. I figured once the Chiefs got in, that was pretty much all that we needed to know. Yeah, no, the other game uh, <laughs> was at least at least looking the way that most of us wanted to go early I and finish you. the way this guy, Matt Scraby, wanted all to. All right, Scraby, have your moment in the sun. The 49ers are indeed. Going back to the Super Bowl for the eighth time. Wow. Oh, my goodness gracious. And they are looking for, I was a little surprised by this. I hadn't thought of it in these terms, but they are looking for their first championship since 1994. Yeah, the day they beat the Chargers. It's been 29 years, actually, since the 49ers have won a Super Bowl. So it's been a while. They'll have to beat, uh, you know, I think what it is is this year's best team has to beat this. Era's best team. Yeah. You know, that's fair what, way of putting it. That's what I think you have in the Super Bowl. Now, maybe Baltimore could be considered the best team, but the 49ers were the team all year long until that uh, Sunday night game when Baltimore kind of took over the top spot. But, you know, I'm not surprised San Francisco's there. I thought they were the, the clear class of the NFC. Yeah. And uh, as much all as we hated long, to admit that, yeah, they, they so, were. So they got where I think everybody expected them to be. And Kansas City. Look, I mean, this is this is the de- the dynasty team so far of the 2020s, and you know whether you like it or not. I mean, five Super Bowls in what, or four Super Bowls in six years, six straight championship games. I mean, that's that's impressive stuff. So, I mean, you know, I think we've got a super heavyweight battle for the championship, and. I, I think a lot of people are kind of, at the first glance, they're like, I wish we had something different. We're tired of this. But I think at the end of the day, you want the two best teams. You want a great matchup. I think that's what we're going to have. Yeah. So. I mean, listen, I think a couple things. In, in terms of that Baltimore Chiefs game, I think Patrick Mahomes just, it wasn't his greatest performance, but it was very Patrick Holmes. It was another as, winning performance, it, it, it right? It was. Like, yeah. You, from the very first drive of that game, you just got the sense the way they just went right up the field. Like this team is operating differently than they've operated at any point during the regular season. Ever since game one of this postseason, um, they have gotten better and better. And they went up against, I think, the best defense in in all football and found ways to make plays, and that's what these games end up being boiled down to. I mean, we can talk about decision-making. It boils down to who makes the plays when they have to make them. The play of the of the entire playoffs is that punch out right at the goal line. Yeah. Because, you know, when it happened in fast motion, it just looked like he might have lost the ball. But I then, thought he was in the end zone. Yeah, I did too. I assumed. Because right. all it takes is that very tip of the ball to get by. Yeah. But to see uh, Sneed, Sneed is the guy who did it. Yeah. stick his fist in there and punch that ball out, I mean, if he's a half a second later, yeah. that ball is across the end zone. And That's we're talking about a different game. Yeah. That's the championship right there. Unbelievable and, uh, play. I'll be honest with you. Every old guy who wants kids off their lawn – was happy to see Sneed get revenge on, uh, was it Zay Flowers? Yeah. For the taunting that he gave to Sneed just a few plays prior to that. There was no need for it. I, I am not a fan of the taunting rules. I think you got to let guys be play ball. 
but I was 100% in agreement with that particular call. And my first thought is, you know, just play football. I, I'd love to see that. I know that it's not the way it is in this day and age. Guys have to celebrate everything they do. I've kind of come to accept it. But I think the karma police stepped in there and uh, and caught Zay Flowers. So I was I was happy to see that. Yeah, I don't know if karma had anything to do with no, it. No, probably he, not. He but. definitely... It was excessive. We see guys get up, spin the ball, point sure. first down. But it wasn't just that. He yeah. had the kind of the push off, kind of push off down type of move before yeah. that point. So after he did that, now all eyes are on him. So then when he gets up and spins it and then gives the first down. And then yells in his face. That's the excessive. That, that And it's a learning experience for a, a rookie in this game. I thought after that play... Particularly, I think that play and his penalty led to him wanting to extend that ball across the you goal could be line. Right, Tony. He wanted, wanted to make to do up something to make up for make it. up for the fifteen he it's gave back. It's a great call, there. and I haven't heard anybody make that point. I, I think it's hundred percent had something to do with it, and then from that point on, it just seemed like Baltimore lost their their cool in general defense yeah. on the defensive side, and that's because they could feel it slipping away. I, I understand. Why it happened, but it was initially set off by that Zay Flowers play. I mean, all in all, though, Kansas City did a great job. They game plan for Lamar Jackson. It was a brilliant coaching job by Spagnola and that team. They did to Lamar Jackson what I don't think anybody thought anyone could do to Lamar Jackson. I, I'm going to be critical of Lamar Jackson here, and I very rarely am. But he just didn't have it yesterday. No. Um there are several passes that, although weren't egregious, when you're in a game like that, you got to make them. You got to make it. Right. I'm talking like two, three yards off. Yep. But that was enough. Yeah. On several plays, I'm talking. They end up being huge plays. There was one to Beckham. There was one to Zay Flowers. Yeah. There was one to Bateman. Throws uh, down the field that he couldn't hit. That he has hit, but could not hit yesterday. And if he's hitting those passes, we have a completely Changes different game. Changes everything. Completely different game. So yeah. in, in in his quest to get to a Super Bowl, there, listen, there's levels to this. He may be a victim to his own success in terms of what the expectation is. He has now reached this. This is the farthest he's ever been in his career. He's only yep. 26. But because he's been in this position often and hasn't got over the hump, the criticism is going to start to come now that he has yeah. to find a way to get in the same way for Josh Allen. You can play as well as you want to. Ultimately, winning is a thing. That's ultimately what separates Patrick Mahomes, what has separated Joe Burrow when he they have found a way to get to this point. And he's, you know, moving forward. That's going to be the conversation yeah. about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, if Tua had played uh, the same way Lamar Jackson did yesterday, they would crucify him. And, you know, missing the throws that Lamar Jackson missed. But I actually felt better about Miami going out of the playoffs to that Kansas City defense after what I watched They're legit. them do to Baltimore yesterday. And uh, back to Patrick Mahomes, it wasn't his greatest game. But he had a 10-point lead in the second half. And he wasn't going to do anything to jeopardize that lead. Nope. And then when it got cut to seven, they got the field goal, and he needed to make a play. Guess who made one? 
He dropped that pass right in there to Valdez Scantling. That's what Mahomes does. I think if if the Ravens had closed the gap earlier, you would have seen Mahomes go out and score another touchdown. Hundred percent. But he didn't need he, to. He does. He knew what, exactly, exactly what he needed to do. He does what the situation calls right. for. How the irony in that same pass to uh, Valdez Scantling. Drops it, what, week two of the season. Almost identical path. Yeah. And as it was going through the air, I'm thinking, my, the only thing I'm thinking is, he's going to drop this He's gonna <laughs> drop this ball again. And this we're going to be talking about it. But he hung on to it to ice the game. The Chiefs deserved it. I mean, Travis Kelsey. They totally deserved this it. This dude I must say. hasn't been himself during the regular season, but when the lights got at its brightest from the very first playoff game on, he has been that he had, he had 10 catches by halftime. He finished with 11, right? Right. Yeah, he had a great game. And, uh, you know, the Ravens lost their cool five, uh, you know, 15-yard penalties. But uh, it was the Chiefs' day. It was their game was. plan that frustrated Baltimore and gets them in another Super Bowl. To, um, to me, even though we were talking about some of the kind of missed throws, losing a cool I still think the Chiefs won that game I more than the, the, the Ravens lost that game. All right. Well, there is question on the other game as to whether or not the 49ers won it or the Lions lost it. I'm I sure hate this sc- argument. I'm I've sh- always hated this argument. I will, I can't I'm wait to sure talk about that you will have something to say about this, Mr. Scraby. But, alas, you'll have to wait. Yes, you Because we are underway. Marcus McNeil is going to join the program. We'll get his thoughts on the AFC and NFC Championships. A first look ahead to Super Bowl 58. We got the rest of uh, Gwen and Chris for you as well. We're here till 6 o'clock. Plenty of time to break it all down. But next, should Dan Campbell be Matt Scraby's favorite football coach of all time moving forward? There's a lot of discussion about it. I can't it. wait to hash this And one I can't out. wait to hear what Scraby <laughs> has to say about it. We'll find out next as Gwen and Chris is underway for a Monday. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 219, starting a week off nice. Had a good championship weekend. Although neither of my t- picks won, 
I still was very entertained. We went over. I wanted uh, both mine to lose. I picked the 49ers, but uh, I wasn't happy with the result. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't happy either. Um, however, you know, Scraby, I know, was going to be happy today. A happy Scraby tends to be a more productive Scraby. So, true that. I think know, that goes for everything <laughs> in general. <laughs> That's probably true, too, Scraby. 442 yards this uh, 49er defense gave up. And that you know that went back to earlier this season when they lost those three games in a row to, I think it was Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Minnesota. They were giving up gobs and gobs of yardage, and and, and I never did recognize the Forty Nine er defense yesterday. But Detroit kept shooting itself in the foot, and we'll talk about Dan Campbell. But you know whether he goes for it or not, Josh Reynolds dropped two conversion passes, one on a fourth down and one on a third down. The third down was much easier, but. They were both drops, and uh, you know, then you you pass on those field goals. That's to me. You got to take. You got to take the first one. The second one, I didn't have as much of a problem with. However, had you taken the first one, you also would have taken the second one. And here's my thing: it was twenty-four to ten. I think you still had control and command of the game at that point. And it was their first drive of the second half. They got down there. They missed on third down. And it would have been a 46-yard field goal. That is almost automatic in the NFL these days. You go back up by three scores. And I just believe that three scores is a big mental thing over two scores. That's why I didn't think that was the right call. And then Reynolds dropped the pass. So it made it look obviously worse. I I just... And I had this. I've had this argument already this morning at the barber shop. Sure. Shout out to my my barber, Paul the barber. He Paul he the was, barber he, was he, in on this. He was in on your side. Okay. And I think that's looking at it in a vacuum. Okay. You you kicked the field goal. You took the points at the end of the first half. Right. I thought that because was because you wanted to go up by three scores. You wanted the three scores, and this would have been the same thing. I liked it. Okay. However, I think the moment the second half started. You could start to feel the momentum was shifting even before they even got before that. They got to that play. Okay, because um, I thought the Lions did a nice job of stopping the first San Francisco drive. They did and holding them to a field goal, and then they put a nice drive together. So I thought the Lions still had, you know, a reasonable amount of control at that point. They did, and, and listen, I think part of what has got Detroit to this point is playing this a very aggressive, no apologies at all nope, you're right. uh, style of play. And I view it different than the criticism I used to give Staley all the time because there was no proof in the pudding at that point. I mean, at any point. They hadn't been getting those consistently, whereas Detroit has. And that has been their style of play. So the first one I had less of an issue with the last one I definitely did I think the momentum had changed in such a way I think and by that time he almost had to go he for had it. to go for it and right. here's the thing we talked about it in the previous game in terms of Lamar missing hit missing uh, the wide receivers by a few yards not a lot but enough somebody's got to make a play Reynolds has to make that yes he does. third down catch he certainly has to make the fourth down catch. Albeit the fourth down catch was not an easy one. It was Gotta the only it. place that ball could go. He had a corner 
on his left shoulder. Yeah. I know it was a, a, a comeback route. He couldn't lead him to the middle of the field. He had to throw it back to the right. other shoulder. You want to go to the Super Bowl, you catch the you ball. You got to make that play. Yeah. You, you, you give up the touchdown right after that. You get the ball back. You can't fumble. You fumble. can't give... The momentum has already put started to put the 49er jersey on. Yeah. Once you fumble, full jersey at that point. Yeah. And no. it's going the other way. No, you want to go to the Super Bowl, you're cornerback, you got to make that interception. And and the reason why I don't blame Dan Campbell is because going back to even last year watching Hard Knocks with him, he has preached that style from the very beginning. That team is built on that style. Now, listen, hindsight Maybe that first one, you could take the field goal, you keep it a three-score game, but that had not been how they played the entire season. And I think against a team like the 49ers, which I think all three of us would agree, I think most people in the country would agree, that on a great, on a everything being equal, Detroit isn't on the same playing field with the 49ers. In order to get a victory like that, I've watched it when teams, when the Eagles took down the Patriots at Super Bowl. Peterson went, I mean, he was uber aggressive. And I think in order to get those type of upsets, you got to play that way. And to be frank, the calls he made were good calls that players did not execute the way they needed to. And that, to me, is the difference of the game. Now, like you said, he kicks the field goal. They have a three-score lead. I think at this point, even then, the Niners were starting to roll offensively. McCaffrey was getting chunk runs. Even when he was touched behind the line of scrimmage, he seemed to fall forward for like five or well, six yards. Well, the Lions can't tackle. No, I mean, that that, that's something that they brought with them to Detroit that's and very they put true. on display during that game. I, I just think what we're both saying, though, clearly is that the Lions lost this game. No doubt. We're not going to give the 49ers any credit for winning it. Sorry. I'm not going to fight. <laughs> now, now, that being said, that being said, I I I think Purdy, on the flip side of that, he had a great game. He had a phenomenal game. He did. He had some good luck. His runs were good. His, man. That's to me was the was really the separator. Wow, like his runs when, were good. When Detroit needed to get off the field, Purdy didn't beat him with his arms or some accurate throw. He beat him with his legs. Yeah, and that I mean, was impressive, rushed, man. He rushed for almost as much yardage as uh, Lamar Jackson did. Yeah, in the first game and. Uh, that was big, and you have to you have to give some credit to the 49ers. As many times as the Lions boxed it up, the 49ers still had to take the ball and go down the field and score. And they did it perfectly. And they kept doing it. Yep. So, you know, they got the win. Scraby's upset because too many people are blaming the Lions. But, look, I mean, if the Lions do a better job of catching the football, I don't know that the 49ers could have caught up. Offensively, Andy, if if my man comes down with that pick... It's game over, it's, right? The momentum is completely stopped at that end. Right. Now you get to do what you've had so much success in the first half doing, which is run the ball and run down the their throat. Out. Yep. Are you guys done crying yet? <laughs> crying about how the Lions, you guys wanted to see them win? We did want to see you them know, win. You know, I got it a tweet. Great. I got a tweet this morning saying you shouldn't be so happy because the Lions, you know, choke collapsed. And I'm like, doesn't every great comeback start with a collapse of one team? I mean, you might you got a good point there, and, buddy. And great teams take advantage of collapses. Great teams the Ravens, I thought they were a great team, but Lamar got that ball back after some three and outs from KC more than, I think it was like three times in the second half, and he oh, didn't do yeah. anything with it. We said that. We uh, Listen, Lamar 
as much as I think he's I, I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. He did not play the way he needed to, the way Patrick Mahomes did on the other side um, when he had to. I mean, just the little plays like Patrick Mahomes running around like he's in the backyard and then flipping that ball to to Kelsey to keep the the drive going. Those are the type of small plays. It was only like a seven-yard first down, but those those are the type of plays that matter. You know, Brock Purdy made a – Cross body throw back to Jawan Jennings, who went up to get it, and uh, no one thinks that's that's great. Apparently. I thought it was a great play. It was he made a, great a lot play. of great he plays, did, and yeah. we just said that the Lions also messed up the end of the game. Uh, and I don't know that they could have got the ball back either, but that run call on third down was, oh, yeah. was uh, totally unforgivable. Greg Olson was all over it. Well, it was unforgivable. They had to keep all three timeouts. They also, <laughs> I hate to say they should have kicked the field goal there. I know they, they scored they the sh- touchdown, but if they don't convert that, they don't even get a chance. In hindsight. So they, many weird things that, that happened that just uh, I, I didn't agree with. In so. hindsight, they should have kicked it first and goal. Right? They shouldn't even have ran the other play. Cook kicked, kicked it the first field goal. and goal. P- kick off. You got all three of your you timeouts. You got all three timeouts. You would have had over two minutes left in the game. Yeah. You would have had a legit shot to get the ball back. Now, you might not have, but you would have had a legit shot. I, I, I think Dan Campbell, honestly, I love this guy. I love his aggressiveness. I think he cost the Lions, and I think that the Lions are probably not going to get back to this spot for another 65 years. <laughs> I mean, I think this is as close as they get. I, I don't know. I, I the don't... NFC is not very good. No. Well, I, I just think that this was their best shot. I know it was a good chance for Baltimore. I know a lot of people, and Dan Campbell, the, the one thing I agreed with him is he said after the game, we're we going to have never... a much tougher time getting back yeah. here. He said we may not never year. get back here again. So that's the one thing I agreed with him on. I just, I don't know. The Lions, they, they kept dropping passes. They kept missing tackles. See, to, 49ers took advantage of every single thing. That to, is to their credit. See, to me, that's why it's not on Dan Campbell. Because they were in position to make plays, yeah. which they've made all season long. And the moment seemed to be a little too big for them. At the, it, yeah. And the same goes, unfortunately, for Baltimore. It just seemed a little too big. They got out of sorts. And Kansas City was just back in their normal spot they're in every year. I think what the 49ers need to do against the Chiefs is stop coming out with this like like scripted every single play has about 5 million guys moving in different directions. Just let Brock Purdy play. He played better in the second half because they just kind of opened up the playbook and said, we have nothing to lose at this point, so we're going to let you throw it. And yeah, sure, I see in the chat Lions lost it far more than SF won it. I don't care. My team is playing in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't care either. I wouldn't care either. I would have been much much happier if uh, Patrick Mahomes would have thrown bang, five bang, interceptions on that freezing cold night and the Dolphins would have uh, collected a, a cheap victory. So, you know, yeah, you get what you get. Now you have to go up against the man. And if you want to be the man, true. you got to beat the you're man. You're going to have to beat the man. So how will so. people try to... Talk no, 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 we can't bad do about we Brock can't do Purdy that. if they if he beats Patrick. We, we got he has to do it first. Okay, okay, so, so then we get to that. So point. people are still saying that Brock Purdy is a game manager. Do you guys agree with this? Because Alex said Smith that? in the Big Five, Alex Smith presented why he's not a game manager and wouldn't even let him in the club. I guess he self he's he's self described game manager. Who 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 says he's still a game manager? I haven't oh, heard that today. Uh, have you? Well, you didn't go on X then. Because <laughs> X still can't give him credit. Okay. Well, people that are not giving Brock Purdy credit are not paying attention. They're not. They're not. He he had a sensational game, 
And, you know, but again, I don't know that what he did would have been enough had the Lions made the plays that were there for them. But they, they, they wouldn't have been. They didn't. Though. They didn't. That's right. And the 49ers took full advantage. We will. Uh, but Brock Purdy did make the plays that were in front of him. We just said that. I just said that. You're not listening. Your, your selective hearing <laughs> keeps hearing me say that Brock Purdy stinks. And I'm not saying anything of the kind. I heard uh, Tua and Brock Purdy mentioned in the same segment, and that's just dis- despicable. All right. Let me get us to break. <laughs> Please do. Marcus McNeil joins I haven't joins. even been that bad yet. Last night I was getting some mean things said to me, and I was I oh, didn't I'm think so I was over the top. You had some mean it's fine. Said I'm to fi- me. It's fine. I'm all having it in fun. It's when people actually take it seriously. seriously? Well, we uh, will be taking this show very seriously. Like, real quick. Oh, my Lord. Go I ahead. said last night that after the first half, I was like, Cough, cough. My cough is getting bad. Don't know if I can make it to work tomorrow. And some guy DM'd me and said, you better bleep and make it to work tomorrow or else. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you got a threat, huh? Or else. Let's get to break. Marcus McNeil joins us to break down more of this conference championship. More going to Chris on the way. Ben and Woods on the fan. All right, welcome back. 2.38 is the time. A couple of uh, quick, early, two weeks before the game Super Bowl notes for you. Uh, Favorites have won the Super Bowl 36 times. Underdogs have won 21. 49ers are going to be favored, at least at this point. I didn't understand that. I really didn't. They are a a point and a half favored over Kansas City and now. Now, if everybody bets on Kansas City, I guess that could change. Bang bang Niner gang. But for now, you guys are favored. Here's another here's another factoid in your favor, Scraby. Here we go. Teams that wear the white jerseys. Uh, I knew this was gonna come up. That's one of his favorite ones yes. we do stupid. But it's a true fact. Yeah. But the teams that wear the white jerseys are better than favorites. Yeah. White jerseys are thirty seven and twenty. The forty ers will wear the white jerseys unless Kansas City decides that they want to wear the white jerseys. But as it stands, the Chiefs are the home team. They get to choose. They're undefeated in the white this, uh, this postseason. However, ever. four years ago, the Chiefs chose red and beat the 49ers in ah. white. So we'll see what the Chiefs do. But you may have a couple of little statistics going in your favor, Mr. Scraby. I, I'm two weeks from now. I'm considering... Trying to go to the game. Trying to go what? to the game. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to afford the $10,000 ticket, but yeah. I'm going to consider trying to go to the game. I've already applied for a media credential, but I know for a fact that will be declined. Uh, who do we have to talk to to get how you, you a media credential? How do you know for a fact it's going to be declined? Because who did you apply with? The NFL. Is there anybody in particular? Maybe we know oh, no. somebody. Oh no, 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 no. The NFL is very, very, sec- or very strict about their credential policy. I've been to a couple of the radio rows, and I thought I could sneak in. I guess you kind of have to be with the NFL. Like. That, and we don't come from a town with an NFL team anymore, so it's basically oh, it's a, a little bit red of a flag for a kid looking for a free ticket. <laughs> it's a little bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah, definitely What, what a little if you bit get a credential problem. and you're in the press box? Are you going to be able to watch the game without cheering? Yeah, I mean, I've been in enough press boxes, except for the first time Manny hit a home run in uh, a Padres uniform. I cheered, and I felt really uncomfortable. <laughs> After that. I bet you did. Yeah. Everybody stared at me. But uh, Chiefs, Chiefs, Forty Niners. This is the, um, I believe it's the sixth repeat matchup 
in Super Bowl history. Uh, Cincinnati, San Francisco have played twice. Buffalo, Dallas have played twice. Miami, Washington, New England, Giants. New England, Philly. Dallas and Pittsburgh have played three times in the Super Bowl. And now for the second time, Kansas City will play San Francisco. Marcus McNeil, our weekly football guest and analyst, joined us a day early this week to break down yesterday's championship games. Give us his first look ahead to Super Bowl 58. What did Marcus see in the championship games yesterday? Let's find out. And indeed, time to talk National Football League playoffs. The championship games are in the book. The Super Bowl is coming up. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. No better time to be joined by former Charger Pro Bowler Marcus McNeil here on Gwen and Chris. And uh, Marcus, let's start with this. The championship games, I think the the Ravens, uh, they seem to lay an egg. And the Detroit Lions, they laid one certainly in the second half. Which team do you think should be more disappointed that they are not going to the Super Bowl this year? Oh, man. I just think you got to go with Detroit Lions because that whole game – Going back and just kicking those two field goals, we might actually win the game. You know, hands down, they could have beat the 49ers this weekend the way they played. But I think those decisions came back to get them. Now, the KC-Ravens game, I, I just really don't think you can feel that bad. You know, it was just some, some blown plays by the actual players where they made the mistakes. So you 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 do fault Dan Campbell in his decision-making in the losses or in the Detroit Lions loss. Yeah, definitely. You, you gotta you gotta give them some of the blame. I mean, no game goes down to just one play. Right. But those plays right there, I just think that you have to go ahead and get those points. Uh, I understand his philosophy. You know, it's been uh, Campbell with the gamble all year on yeah. fourth down. But shoot, man, like right there, you got to get the points, especially with that much time left in the fourth on that second one. Is it is it possible that his decision to gamble and the failure of those gambles uh, kind of, I don't know, affected the Lions' play the rest of the way? I mean, do guys on the bench have time to second-guess a coach's decision like that? No, nah, I think they were still fighting the momentum shift that happened, you know, there at the beginning of the third. Just, just during that time, it was like big plays, the IU play, you know what I'm saying, where they were able to go up and score. Uh, you know, the the fumbles that happened, they were still fighting the momentum shift where the 49ers had the momentum. I mean, you could hear it on the TV, like the place was rocking. So uh, I think in the moment right there, you definitely don't second-guess your coach, especially if that's what he's been doing all year. It was such a, a really interesting game going from first half to second half. But Brock Purdy, you know, he didn't do it in the way that I think people may have thought that it was going to go down. He was pretty active using his feet. How much of a difference did his feet actually make in aiding that comeback that uh, that the Niners were able to put together? 
I, I think Purdy did himself some justice. You know, uh, <laughs> a lot of people have been on him, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been an advocate of Cam Newton calling people game managers, and, and Purdy was definitely on that list. But, I mean, you got to give him credit and give him his flowers when he deserves them. Like, he, he came through with some big plays. Marcus, the uh, Ravens, I mean, uh, I said they laid an egg. I mean, this was the easily their worst offensive performance of the season. I know that the Chiefs' defense had a lot to do with that, but Baltimore's game plan, to me, deserves to be questioned. They only ran the ball six times, I think, was all they handed off. I mean, Lamar Jackson had the rest of their rushing play scrambling. And Baltimore's a running team, and Kansas City has trouble stopping the run. Uh, what was John Harbaugh thinking? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to switch it up or something, but if I got Lamar Jackson, I just got to use him more. He he has to be a bigger weapon right there. I mean, they, they played their butts off. I, I, I really think that the Chiefs did something that I haven't really seen them do. They came out and played antagonists, you know, in this, where, you know, you see Kelsey kind of going back and forth with some guys. I don't know if you guys seen the, yeah. the, 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 the pregame where, you know, Kelsey and Mahomes are – throwing Tucker stuff out the way. I, I think they came in to poke the bear, and, and that, that caught Baltimore a little bit off guard. It's funny you mention that, Marcus, because having seen what happened prior pregame with, with Justin Tucker, it's the first time I can remember in any of these runs where the Chiefs are playing like the bully tough guy in, in any of these. Usually they're going in as like the, 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 the beautiful, nice car hmm. that, that, you get on, that you see on the lot. that They played... They kind of played the rugged, the rugged character in this game. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Andy Reid, man. I mean, yeah. he had them boys ready because uh, just that mentality that they had, you know, it was different. And it was something that I think the Ravens were trying to adjust to all night. But yeah. having some young players, they got caught off guard and emotions got the best of them. Patrick Mahomes really didn't have his typical game, but he certainly did plenty enough to win this game. And you can't you know, question whether or not he can get it done on the road. He just went to Buffalo and Baltimore and won. Is there any reason to believe that he can't win another Super Bowl? I mean, this guy, if he's not Tom Brady, he's going to be soon, it would seem. Oh, man. I, I was watching, I was looking at his stats from his career already. They're, they're already off the charts. You know, it, uh, a guy could play, you know, 20 years and be trying to get what he's, he's amassed in his first six. You know, so you you got to put Patrick up there with some of the greats, you know, especially as far as how he's starting off. But they can definitely go in and win a Super Bowl. We've seen them do it time and time again. You know, I, I just think it's going to be a real good game. Marcus McNeil joins us as he does every week, breaking down the NFL Conference Championship weekend. Um, Marcus, what is there left for, for Travis Kelsey? I mean, he didn't have his greatest regular season, but – Ever since the playoffs has rolled around, this has been the normal Travis Kelsey we've gotten accustomed to seeing in years past. I mean, what did he do in yesterday's game um, that just allowed him to have so much success? Man, he, he just looked like the old school Kelsey. I think they hit him for some weeks because I, I don't remember him the last eight weeks of the season. Yeah. But, you know, when, when it comes to, you know, that playoff ball, you know, you hear it in the NBA all the time, all the time, where they say, you know, it's playoff basketball now. Like, he just turns on another switch in the playoffs. 
I think that because he didn't have a, a year where he was getting all the hype and, and you seeing him make some of those big plays, he had a rough year right there for a second where he wasn't scoring as many touchdowns. I, I think that he's showing who he really is. So look, let's get ready for the Super Bowl. I, I think they're going to put Taylor Swift at, at, the, at the halftime show with Usher. But, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marcus, uh, I know you like to watch the offensive line play, and I, I thought really the, the best offensive line play of the four teams yesterday belonged to a team that lost, yeah. and that was the Lions. Absolutely. I mean, they moved the 49ers around. They opened up running lanes all day long. How much does this concern you if you're the 49ers now? Because you've got a, two weeks to figure out a way to stop what Kansas City is going to probably try to do. Yeah, uh, you got to give credit to that offensive line right there for the Detroit Lions. They they came out the gate and just started manhandling guys on the 49ers side of the ball. Uh, I think that might cause the 49ers some trouble. I just don't see KC being as good of an offensive line. I think Detroit kind of trumps them a little bit in that category because they are so physical and, and, and so athletic out there on the edge. They have tackles flip-flopping sides, you know, uh, yeah. like it didn't even matter. Almost looking like they was tracking Bosa for a second. You know, like, no, nah, we're not going to let you get this. And I don't think everybody can do that. So it's definitely uh, a chink in the 49ers' armor. I mean, iron, uh, <laughs> armor where you're sitting there uh, trying to stop the run game and if a team can run on them and run on them and keep that defense on the field, they get worn down. But I just don't know if KC has that imposing offensive line like Detroit did. We're now in a spot now where Mahomes has has completely elevated himself beyond really every other quarterback that's in the league right now. It's Mahomes and then everybody else. As for Lamar Jackson, um, he has another rough ending to another phenomenal season, but it's early. At this point, are we now at the point, Lamar Jackson, that we know we won't really pay attention to what happens during the regular season? It'll only be what his success comes in the postseason in terms of in terms of a Super Bowl, right? In terms of you know removing himself out of that list of really really great quarterbacks that that haven't won one. Yeah, you know, uh, I think Lamar Jackson has his own lane. A dual-threat quarterback, he's probably going to, you know, top those charts when it comes to quarterback. So it's very specific. But every quarterback wants to win that championship, and that's the one chink in Lamar Jackson's armor <laughs> that he actually is going to have to get over. But when you saw him do the post-game interview, he looked locked in already for next season, hmm. you know. And that's one thing that he always comes into the off season with a chip on his shoulder. So he seems to always get better. Uh that Ravens team just looks good. They're young. They're hungry. You know, so I think they'll be competitive years and years out. But KC just looks like they're the ones who's on the AFC for the last few. How about uh, Christian McCaffrey? We haven't talked about him too much. And, and he didn't have his great game yesterday. But at the end of it, he still had over 100 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. So a lot of guys would take that day. Do you like uh, Kansas City's chances to be able to bottle them up the way Detroit did? Or can Christian McCaffrey do some more things in the Super Bowl that we didn't see yesterday? Uh, I, I think he could do whatever he wants. Uh, if you just watch him run the ball, he's one of the most impressive running backs 
that you see in the game these days. Uh, he's physical. You know, he doesn't look that big, but he runs like he's, you know, Derrick Henry size, where, <laughs> where people just seem like they just can't get him on the ground. Yeah. And, you know, he, he has great speed. He hits the hole hard. And, of course, he catches the ball out the backfield, you know, like a receiver almost. So when you could just put that into, you know, your backfield and out there on the edge, I, I don't think you can really, you know, bottle him up as much as you can go out there and just compete and make sure that he doesn't go crazy. All right, Marcus. Super Bowl Sunday is two weeks away. Give us your early thoughts on this matchup. Niners, Chiefs, rematch of a Super Bowl a few years back. He's, KC came out on top. How do you see this one? What do you feel about this matchup? Oh, uh, it's going it's gonna to be a good one now. <laughs> I mean, you got two of the best teams, uh, definitely one of the best teams of the year with the 49ers. And, you know, another team with KC who's trying to put together their own dynasty. So you really can't go wrong with either one of them. But going into it, I think that uh, – I think – the, the 49ers are going to have a little bit of edge being out in Vegas on the West Coast. Uh should probably be a lot of Niners fans in Vegas uh, during the Super Bowl. Uh, not to say that's going to affect the game, but that, that's a good little edge for the Niners. So I might have to take the Niners, but I, I, <laughs> it might be a little too early to call. All right, we'll give you we'll give you at least a week to to think it through and uh, look at some more game film. But uh, <laughs> we appreciate the time as always, Marcus. Great talking NFL with you all season long. You've been brilliant and fun to uh, fun to chat with each and every week. And uh, hopefully, we'll catch up with you one more time before the big game. Thanks. Thanks, Marcus. All right, man. Have a good one, fella. There he goes, Marcus McNeil on uh, the uh, championship Sunday. And a uh, quick look ahead. He's thinking, uh, lean in your way, Scraby, at least at this point. Uh, I yeah. think once he comes to his senses, he'll realize. I, I'm going to fully embrace the we're the underdog role, even though we're not the underdog. Yeah, they're not underdog. Go ahead. Embrace uh, very it. strange. ESPN, I did see a quick uh, glance. 11 experts picking the Super Bowl on ESPN. I think plus I had to pay for their picks. There it is. Of course. Uh, eight of them picked the Chiefs. So we'll yeah. see. Makes sense know. to me, honestly. I'm being honest. I will not make the mistake again of Ever? Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe ever. I think he's. Put, I was surprised Friday. I really yeah. thought you would take the Chiefs. I think he's put me into that himself in that category where you just you're just being stupid if you're betting against yeah. Brock Purdy. I know. <laughs> you didn't say the name, so I was filling let in me, the blanks. Let me go ahead and make it make it clear. Patrick Mahomeboy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mahomes. Uh, I rooted against the Chiefs in all three games, and I rooted against the 49ers in both of their games. So I've had a, uh, a nice <laughs> taken a collar. 0 for 5 in the playoffs so far. Gwyn and Chris coming back with a little look at uh, some of the other winners and losers. Daily Gambit as the show continues. Come on back with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.